a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his maps and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man Hey everybody and welcome to episode 27 of Not All Bad and I'm your host Zach Andrews and this is Paul Messman and we have a uh, our third special guest on the show. Hey everybody it's uh, it's Jay uh, I'm really glad to be here. Yeah we're excited to have you Jay. Jay and I have known each other for a while and uh, <clears throat> Jay you're kind of almost here in response to something aren't you? <laughs> Yes, um, you know, I, I, I'm a frequent listener of the show. I've listened um, upwards of three times now. <laughs> and um, I, 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 uh, there was an episode I stumbled upon a couple weeks back um, where, where um, you accepted some email submissions. That's correct. Yeah, and uh, I think you received one from a specific individual that um, uh, impersonated me. And I just mm. wanted to set the record straight on my uh, my reputation and my character. Um, so yeah, I'm glad to be here. Like like Paul said, we've known each other for a really long time, way too long. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to be a part of this. Yeah, for for context for our listeners, if you haven't listened to uh, the drunk episode, I believe uh, it was like episode like 20. I'm gonna make you. It's a quiz. You yeah you have it's episode to 23. It is yeah you got it. Yes, 100. that's right. A plus. <laughs> Thank you. One out of one. And it was one of the very last questions. Uh, you'll you'll know it when you hear it because I think it's like a cock gobbler or something. You'll, yeah. You'll you'll recognize it. Ah, uh, that sounds about right. There were some rough accusations. I'm glad that you're able to come on the show and set the record straight. I know. There's just something so cowardice about a man trying to impersonate <laughs> a man and, and shame his his reputation. You know. And we don't like. Well, mm. you're right. But I, yeah. I don't know how much of a pedestal I want to put your reputation on yet because uh, That's true. on episode 20, uh, I think, it, was it the previous one? Was it 26? The last one we recorded. It was, actually. Um, we were sitting down to record, and Jay, you, you had a lot that you wanted to say to Paul and uh, right no. before we started <laughs> the recording. And we actually got that commentary on tape, and we'd like to, if you don't mind, uh, to play... F- it for you live on the air and see how you respond to this conversation. Okay. Oh. Hey, Jay. How's it going? I'm so drunk right now. I'm sorry <laughs> if I'm being an asshole. <laughs> it's okay. So truth be told, Jay, Zach and I haven't yeah. started recording yet. We've just been discussing what oh. we're doing for the coming episode. Okay. And so oh, don't, yeah. feel, don't feel too bad. But I, it dawned on me. I was like, okay, I can... Talk to him for just a second before we start. I'm, I'm, Paul, I'm very drunk. <laughs> I, I gathered I'm, that. Paul, I'm so drunk. Yeah? Paul, you do not understand how drunk I am right now. Explain to me how drunk you are. I am a f***ing wasted right now. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to hate my life tomorrow. I, I did to hate know my that. life that next day. <laughs> Imagine very drunk and then another two levels past that. And that's right. I How love, many times do you think my wherewithal to break it down on a level system? Yeah, like, no, I appreciate you know, it. Yeah, it's got to say something about like me being able to be cognizant enough to to break it down. It's very level. evocative. Okay. Yeah. How many times do you think you've called me, Jay? Uh, probably like twenty-two. 
That sounds pretty accurate, actually. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I've, I've, I've literally told people at my at my happy hour, I'm like, God damn it, my bitch-ass friend Paul will not answer me, <laughs> but I'm not going to give up. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> I'm glad I picked up because you were probably going to keep calling for the entire episode. I was going to keep calling. Well, now I'm going to leave you alone because you answered. That's all that matters, okay? Okay. Paul, I am absolutely shit right I, are, I want you to know. Are you going to be okay? Can you tell? I'm going to Uber home because I'm fucked up. Hey, right that's, now. that's very responsible. I'm proud of you. I don't remember that. Uber Paul, home. I am up right now. Alright, I'm going to stop calling you now because you answered. That's okay. all it takes. I'm glad right. we could talk, Jay. Alright, be safe out there in the cock world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, that's good. Um, that is rich. I want it to be known. Um, I'm still to this day afraid that someone just heard me screaming yeah, I, I don't remember anyone being around me when I was screaming that, but I definitely wasn't that far away from my coworkers. It's so a really concerning thing to hear. No one's brought it up, but it might just be like a subtle like subtle like judgment thing that people mm. are probably doing to me, and they're like, oh, I don't want to bring this up. Um, Paul, I'm glad. Uh, oh, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of layers to that. I don't really know how to break. Right? That. Yeah, it's pretty um, dense. To all of your dozens of listeners, um, I want it to be known that I have not been painted in a great light on this podcast. <laughs> the combination of the previous fraudulent emails and then now this 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 recorded phone call. I was having a great time at a work, hop, a work happy hour, but fun lesson is the fact that work happy hours have a 100% success rate at never ending well. True. Yeah. We've learned. Yeah, we have learned that. Jay, I, I, it, for context for our audience, uh, Jay, as Zach and I were preparing to do the show, Jay continued to call me. Uh, I knew he had been drinking some, and so I was like, we're going to be recording every, any minute. Uh, I can't talk to him right now. So I texted him and told him, <laughs> hey, I can't talk. And he said, Paul, I'm going to keep calling you until you answer. <laughs> and so finally, Zach and I are about to record. I was like, you know what? I will go ahead and call Jay back really quick and get this out of the way. Cause I was just worried that you were just going to keep calling me throughout the show. I was pretty concerned, but I think, I think that yeah. went well, you, you were a man of your word. You didn't continue calling me after that and you got home safely. So that's what matters. A hundred percent chance. I would have, I would have continued calling you until my phone died or you, you, you answered. Um, yeah. The <laughs> concerning thing is, is I don't remember getting home, nor do I remember who called the Uber. Um, hmm. And it was only a Thursday, so I had work the next day. Um, and just like I predicted, which I was very, I'm very proud of how cognizant I was when I was leaving this voicemail, this uh, this phone call. Um, I did hate my life that next day. It, mm. it hurt really bad. So yeah, well, lot lots to dissect. Uh, it was reminiscent of episode 23, where um, I too had I didn't show up to work until 11 the next day, and uh, I was pretty much oh dysfunctional. So we, we have no room to talk, yeah. basically. Paul and I are, are. Oh, yeah. We're not. We are not judging by any means. We just we knew yes. we we withheld this audio from you until live on the show. And then we just wanted. No, I appreciate it. <laughs> you'd this experience it yourself. To, this, is a, this is a good place to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
before we wrap up the intro, I just want to remind everyone uh, we're available on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. You can find us on Twitter at notallbadshow at gmail.com. Sorry, sorry, the Twitter is, in fact, just at notallbadshow, uh, but the email Mm. is notallbadshow at gmail.com. And if you want to be a guest like Jay, you can shoot us an email there. Uh, but good luck topping his email because it's uh, by far the funniest we've gotten. Uh, but you could try, and we'd love mm-hmm. to have you on the show. Um, I think we're ready to get into the rants. If uh, y'all are y'all are good to go. Oh yeah, I'm completely ready. Uh, I'll kick I'll kick us off here. Um, it is early to mid November when you're listening to this, probably, which means Thanksgiving is right around the corner, and with Thanksgiving comes another infamous type of work event beyond the work happy hour and that is the office potluck Mm. so infamous my uh my group is pretty big on potlucks sometimes we'll just randomly do one on like a friday with no special occasion but we'll keep it small right so it's just like eight people eating uh, a potluck in a break room which is cool (laughs) and we had the intention of doing that for halloween uh, but it spiraled into a massive potluck, oh. like rivaling the scope of a Thanksgiving potluck. Oof. Wow. And uh, that is the source of my rant content today. Um, I've broken this one down into a few categories, the first being the potluck sign-up sheet, where people <laughs> record their name and what they intend to bring to said potluck. Uh, and first of all, the worst thing that you can do is be the person that consistently brings bullshit items like napkins. <clears throat> mm, I mean, the, yes. the, the very least that you can do, if you have any self-respect, is do silverware, plates, and napkins. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't see it in the same light as I do, and they just bring like mm. one thing of forks, of like 12 forks, and they call their contribution good enough to warrant a plate, which is absolutely untrue. Yeah. I agree with that. <clears throat> a lot of things that a lot of people uh, do this thing as well, where they put maybe next to what they're going to bring. Like, maybe I'm going to bring drinks. How about you just bring it? Because if you put maybe, I know you won't. Especially if they do something like this is something that was pretty common with the Halloween potluck, which was like pumpkin bread, maybe plates. Dumbass, we need plates. We don't need pumpkin bread. <laughs> so if you're going to put a maybe, put a maybe on the bread. Don't maybe the plates. I mean, but if I was in that situation, I would say, bring the pumpkin bread. We'll find a way to eat it. We don't need the plates. <laughs> well, is it the plates you know? for all of the food as well, Zach? Is that what you're saying? But if the pumpkin bread is coming, I feel like that that's of paramount importance. I'm not trying to derail your whole it, rant here. It, for you, is is it specifically pumpkin bread? Like, you'll sacrifice any yes. amount of comfort in eating if it's for pumpkin <laughs> I'll bread? I'll do just about anything for pumpkin bread. Okay. Let's be real here. Well, yeah. that's fair. Um. <laughs> I think the best summary I've heard was from a fellow co-worker at this potluck regarding the sign-up sheet, and that was, I would, this is me paraphrasing a little bit to make it sound more poetic, uh, like I do, but I'd rather risk being hated to be loved than not be noticed at all. Like, put some effort in cooking something, and if people hate it, they hate it, but you got, you got a shot at glory here. With plates, you're a nobody. <laughs> and it's Very just true. lazy. It, Frank, it's just <clears throat> late. I mean... I, I get that. I've been a plate. I've been the plate guy before. I did plates, silverware, and napkins. Like I said, that you should. So I'm not a complete hypocrite. But I only did it once, and every other potluck since then, I've cooked something. So mm-hmm. I'm pulling my weight basically. And it's okay to do plates and, and easy stuff from time to time. 
like uh, another big popular easy one is rolls, like Hawaiian rolls or something. Easy. Yeah. And and, and necessary. <clears throat> Not saying you shouldn't bring it, just like plates. They got to be brought, but you don't get to do that every single time and reap full rewards. Because yeah. I noticed yeah. it's typically the people who eat the most that bring the least. <laughs> um, That's a good point. The thing is, though, the, the, but I don't know what your prior experiences with this is, but if, if someone's bringing napkins... I feel like if they're going, if they're going to, that's the hill they're going to die on. I feel like they have to then bring the best damn napkins they could ever find. Like they need to be decorative. They need to be like three ply, like with nice plates. You know what in I mean? In a perfect world. But I don't think it's not worked out in, in my, I mean, maybe you're lucky you okay. get a China uh, thick plate. You know, the ones that hold a lot of <laughs> yes. food. If right. you're lucky. Right. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's a good point, right? You gotta you gotta pull your weight somehow, and if it, if it's in terms of quality yeah. or quantity, uh, you just you're not gonna make up for it in a twelve pack of forks. So true. Um, so true. I agree. I find the chips and dip problem to be almost unsurmountable. The list. What do you mean? The sign up sheet is a first come first serve system. You cannot, under any circumstances, put something that someone else has already committed to. That's why people who sign up early get the benefit. If the first person on the list puts plates, yeah, they're, they, that's kind of shitty of them. But you know what? It's their right. You don't get to come along later and also put plates. It's too late. You should have signed up sooner. And chips and dip is the worst case scenario because when people look at the list and they see, well, all the stuff that's not edible is already being brought, what's the easiest food item? Chips. And you look at the list and by the end of the week, there's four entries for chips and dip. Somebody's already bringing that. We don't need additional chips and dip. It's too late. You should have signed up early. Sucks. Isn't isn't it interesting these sort of like inner office um, meetings or or, or uh, um, gatherings? It's, it's kind of a weird um, like microcosm of the workplace itself in terms of like the workflow. It's like whoever Absolutely. can whoever can get to the sign up sheet first, do the most half assed thing possible. Um, put in the least amount of work and then go home at the end of the day knowing that they at least did their job in some regard. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, it's a perfect It metaphor. is a weird microcosm of the workplace itself. Fa- yeah, fantastic observation. I totally agree. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I see a lot of people complain about the, the prices they've paid to put food on the table, which is somewhat fair, <laughs> but I, I do have a bit of a problem with that. You can't complain because you brought a $50 brisket when somebody else brought $2 silverware. I know it sucks, yeah. but you're also the fool. You're the one who signed up for a $20 brisket. You got played. You ought to take big ticket items like that and split it with somebody else because that's allowable, right? If you got something big. That's actually a great point is that if people are wondering what to do, literally it, you could split. I think this is a good option. If you don't feel like you're a good cook, be willing to pay for half the ingredients for someone who wants to cook something big. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I get it. A lot of the important, the main course items, the stuff that you need for a good potluck, typically in our case, it's brisket stuff like, I don't know, mac and cheese for everybody. That stuff can get up there in price. And you know what? If it's more expensive, that sucks, but you, it's part of your, part of your task, right? right. In a fair world, you wouldn't be pulling the weight of the silverware people, right? They would be getting enough for everybody and they would be getting more than just plates or whatever and so it would all more or less even out but sometimes it doesn't so you can't sit around and mope when you're the one who put yourself down 
to bring the expensive thing. I don't feel bad for you. Right. Hmm. Moving on from the sign-up sheet. I can get behind that. Sorry, go ahead. No, I'm saying no, no. I, I, I can totally get behind what you're saying. Yeah. I really do. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Regarding the attendance specifically, this one's obvious, but nobody pays attention. It's like um, people who record Snapchats at concerts. That is unacceptable <laughs> behavior. And universally, we can agree that you're a scumbag if you do that. But people still do it, even though they know it's wrong. Same category of people here. If you don't bring an item, you don't eat. As simple as that. At least until the yeah. elites like us have determined that we have had our fill and you can have the table scraps. Yeah. Only then may right. you eat. You can't. I, I saw somebody walk in who did not bring anything, grab a massive plate, eat it, and then go back for a second massive plate before the line had concluded. And he didn't bring a mm. single thing, not even napkins. Get the hell out of here. Absolute uh, I trash almost feel move. like I almost feel like these potlucks. Yeah, no, I know. I totally agree. I almost feel like these potlucks should be like your your right to the the table filled with food should be like divided up in almost like a class system based off of your <laughs> equivalent con- <laughs> like your equivalent contribution to the potluck. Right. It's maybe like maybe like uh, police portions or something. Yes, right. Police portions, like if like if if you have a table of like all like the really nice stuff put together, like the mac and cheese and the yes. brisket and the whatnot. Yes. It's like if you contributed to that table, you eat from that table. But if if you know you and Diane are the only ones that brought plates, it's like looks like you're going to the vending machine because you didn't do anything. There you go. I, you know, it's, it's like, a great solution. I love that idea. Yes, mm. that's yeah, it's capital. <clears throat> this is this is possibly the most political topic this show has ever seen. <laughs> no, and, I, and I'm not trying to make it political. No, no, I, like, I know. Let's make this fair. <laughs> no, this office politics is a totally other beast. Oh yeah. It's, oh, I know. It's separate, oh, I know. Separate from it, it really, it's it's its own, it's its own like weird microculture in and of itself, which is part of my rant, which we'll get to later. Ooh, okay, a little mm. teaser. Uh, I'll I'll, I'll wrap mine yes. up here. Um, yeah. It. it once the meal's over and everyone's done, remember when you signed up for napkins? Well, it's time to put them to use, coward. Start cleaning because I am not cleaning. I already had to cook last night for an hour and then clean for another hour and then bring my stuff here yep. and serve it to you. You didn't bring anything. You get to clean. That's your punishment. That's how – and I, I, again, all comes down to an ideal world. That's how this all evens out. When you look at the list – and you look at someone who, who brings a homemade dish that requires effort and expense. In the end, it'll work out evenly if the people who bring the shit items that take no effort and no cost clean up the entire mess. But again, those people are the laziest because they're already committed to not cooking anything. So it's just a vicious cycle of, of they they just keep mooching. And uh, yep. I've had enough. I'm, I'm really putting my foot down. I know I, I've, I've made a commitment. I am redoing the potluck process. In some sort of constructive way, which I have a few ideas, and this elitism portion control is a great one, Jay. We're going to change the <laughs> Thanksgiving potluck for the better, for sure. Okay. We'll yeah, I think you're onto something there, Jay. <clears throat> no, well, that's, that's I'm great. done now, so that's all I had to say, unless anyone else has anything more to okay. contribute. No, 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 no. I think, I think, we've, uh, I think we've made some, some really strides, some, some significant strides I agree. here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul, is it, uh, is it your turn? Do you like to go? I, b- I believe it is. I would love to go. <clears throat> so today I'm going to be talking about passwords. And by passwords, I mean for your, your various internet accounts. So there existed 
a period of time when the internet was still a little bit young, let's say like mid 2000s to late 2000s, like 2005, 2010, that era, where there was all these dumb adults who would always be like, oh man, I forgot my password and have to be constantly resetting it, changing it. And I made fun of them. I thought that they were really dumb. <laughs> and I thought it was embarrassing that they just couldn't keep track of a password that I really didn't think it was that hard to keep track of your password. But let me tell you, I've been I've been brought to shame in recent uh, history because I the, the amount of passwords we now have to know, it, it's out of control. Uh, it's it's frankly become a nightmare uh, for, for a lot of different reasons. For one, it was a lot easier back in the day when I had maybe like five to ten internet accounts. Like that's that's fairly reasonable. Like I, I get that. It's pretty manageable. But at this point, I have an account for anything you can imagine. I, I experienced this because I upgraded my phone recently, and I was like try, having to re-log into all these accounts, and it's like, okay, Blaze Pizza, did I log in with Facebook? If not, which email did I use of my, at this point, many emails? And then I also have to log in, and it's, it just, the cycle gets ridiculous. And here's the thing, there, there's a couple of strategies that you may have thought would work in the past, but you thought wrong. <clears throat> one of them is have the same password. That that was something that I thought as as a teenager and younger, uh, back when the internet was simpler and I had very few accounts, was why not just have the same password for different things? Well, there's a couple issues with that. For one, different places have different requirements for their passwords. So the same fun combination of words, like letters and numbers, that I think is plenty strong, suddenly Google's like, ah, I'd really like you to have a special character. It's like, <laughs> all right, fine. Google, you you can feel special. I'll give you an exclamation point. There you go. Um, and then suddenly you you have a deviation. That, that password has evolved for this one account that is now different from all the other ones. And then maybe some accounts make you change your password every year. That was the case with my email in college. <clears throat> and so like, like once a year, I've got to change it very slightly. Um, and so maybe I add a special character, like an explanation point. The next time I add two, like to indicate this is the second iteration. And so, and so for one, it's like, it, this all comes to a head anytime you don't remember your password. And this is where it really becomes an issue is because um, <clears throat> that the, the issue that really comes is you may have two or three different main passwords you use different variations for. But first of all, you have to figure out which of those like two or three main like basic passwords you did. But then it's like, all right, which iteration am I on? Am I on the exclamation point dollar sign? Did I have <laughs> to avoid using real words? So I had to misspell this word intentionally and add like a three in there as an E or something. And and you're just lost. Which and that's, bastardized that's where it gets really complicated. inbred mutant version of my password is it this year? Yeah, exactly. It it gets completely mutated. Um, I I've, <laughs> I have plenty more to say about this, but have you guys experienced grief with your internet passwords? Yes, you know, a, a slight tangent of what you were saying. Even worse, when I've forgotten my email password, then you have the security question. Oh God, <laughs> yeah. In which in which I I I have absolutely just kicked myself in rage before because <laughs> I picked the I picked the least convenient. It's security question to remember. It's like, what was, um, you know, what kind of pen did I love using in third grade? Right. I'm like, 
damn it. That's the thing is years <laughs> like years ago, when did I think this would be something I could easily access like the memory of, you know? You, you got to <laughs> with those questions, you got to always pick something that's a cold hard fact, right? Something I've learned. You yes, can't do the one that's never like forget, what right. was your favorite song when you had your first kiss? Cause that that's yeah. not a fact. <laughs> I, mean, I don't remember that. Yeah. And then and then you always get into questions like, is it was it, um, yeah, dash usher? Was it yeah exclamation point dash usher? Was it just <laughs> right, yeah? Right, 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 exactly. Yeah, th- it even gets complicated. Now maybe this is compromising my online identity, but I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> oh, okay. A question I've sometimes well, chosen we're on this is, podcast, what was your fir- what what was your first car? And the brand of my car was Chevrolet, but the question is, did I type out Chevrolet or did I say Chevy? Or did I just not even say the brand? Did I just type the model of the Chevy car? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's even the hard, cold facts can get complicated. Right. Uh, And if we're in the, if we're on the same topic of compromising our online identities, (laughs) uh, there was one time when by complete luck, I was trying to recover a password and it was the name of my childhood dog, which... Paul knows was Abby. If anyone wants to know, she's a golden retriever. She was great. Um, and for whatever God, God unknown reason, I decided to type my answer in as my dog, Abby, <laughs> instead of just, <laughs> instead, <laughs> instead of just Abby or whatnot. And by complete accident, I was just like, I, I'm trying different. I was like, just trying different variations of the same answer. And I finally came upon it. And I'm like, this is the this is the flawed system that we have set in. Here. It's like if you don't remember the exact match for what you put in, you're just screwed. You have to make a new account or something. You know. Mm. Uh, one thing going back to your point about um, how each different website or whatever has a different requirement for the amount of special characters or whatever is included. This is probably a very <laughs> obvious solution, and I may not be helping anyone. But uh, as some as a fellow as someone who's dumb, uh, one thing that a solution I came up with was. I just try to make a new account and then I figure out what they require of me in making the password. And then it gives me an idea of what I'm missing. Cause I usually, you know, mm. a lot of times you work from the same password base. I've got a rotating cycle right. of a bunch of different password foundations, depending on what service I'm using. And so I can usually tell what else to add on. If you just go back to making a new account and see what they expect your new password contain. <clears throat> Can I just say, so let's say you successfully convince the account that you are, that the, the person you say you are, so they're like, all right, we'll let you make a new password. Is there anything more infuriating in the world when you say, oh, yeah. all right, this main password didn't work, that wasn't the password, but now that I get the opportunity to make a new password, I'm going to try that one that I wanted it to be in the first place. And then you type that in, and it says... You can't oh, use the same password. You must make a new password. Oh it's like, my god. It's like, yes. hold on a minute. That's what I was typing this whole time. And you're oh, telling yeah. me now that it doesn't work because that was the password before? That is the most rage-inducing moment that I can even think of in like everyday life. It's horrible. Yeah. I agree. I agree. No, I totally agree. Horrifying. And, and I, I feel like that happens to me like two-thirds of the amount of times that it that I'm, like, I have to reset passwords. Like, it happens mm-hmm. a staggering amount. It's not just, like, this is just my occasional, like, experience. Like, this this happens way too often for it to be just, like, a minor mistake on my behalf, you know? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, and so the thing is, one way that companies have 
helped out with this is that whether connected to your Apple ID or your Google uh, email account, they will keep track of the passwords attached to your different um, your different accounts. So that's great, but the issue is that's almost made me so comfortable with not remembering my passwords mm-hmm. that suddenly I'll find myself in a scenario where I am not on a computer that uses my Apple ID or for some reason my Apple ID is like, no, I don't remember that, even though I know that I've used it for that website. And suddenly it's like, okay, I don't even know what the password is here. Or if I somehow get locked on my Apple ID, am I just screwed forever? Like, am I just absolutely downright screwed? Like, what do you do if you get locked out of the account that holds all the other passwords? Or if that gets hacked, that's a big security issue. That's... Just some scary stuff going on. That's a good question. You know what's an you know what's an even more confounding um, thing that happened to me the other day is um, at work we have an extension that we use on Google Chrome that ha- like acts as a hub for all of our passwords mm-hmm. that automatically like autofills everything like it, to a to a second like to a secondary level that like Google will automatically auto populate mm-hmm. um, and it's like a great hub for everything and unfortunately I had to update my computer. And when I updated my computer, I had to sign back into the extension. And then because I have literally neglected remembering passwords for months now because I've had this extension, I forgot the password to my password hub. <laughs> <laughs> and then you always Which have to Which then make... led to like, Go yeah. And then, and then I had to literally reset it and it was like a whole... It was like a whole issue and whatnot. So it's just like this, this never ends. Even, even our solutions that we create to fix these issues, create a whole new subset of issues. And it's just oh, yeah. frustrating. I was just going to say the worst part of that entire situation that you found yourself in Jay is the humiliating call to <laughs> it that you have to make. That's like, I, know. Yeah, I hate doing that whole like password reset combo with it. Cause I've yeah. been there before and it's just, it's so embarrassing. There's few people that I feel like judge me more for my dumb questions and my dumb actions more than it. Right. And that's not a reflection <laughs> on like their, character it's just like i'm sure they just have to deal with so much of my like stupid stuff all the time that i ask like <laughs> i don't know why this isn't working and they're like this is the easy solution you could have done um, <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i don't i don't yeah i i feel bad for that for having to deal with that but yes no it was it was a it was a fun day <laughs> yeah i i have a a slightly different problem at my job which is <clears throat> so i work off of a mac and so I, in order to access some of my passwords, I signed into my Apple account on my work computer, which is a Mac. And my boss's Apple account is also signed in to that computer. So suddenly, this we- really weird merging has happened where I now have access to all of my boss's personal passwords to their accounts. Whoa. Even personal Whoa, ones. And so they have dangerous. access that's to so all dangerous. of my passwords for my personal <laughs> accounts and it's become this Paul, really that, weird thing Paul, and i'm not sure so what to make of that, that. no yeah I'm, i don't really know what to do about it because i i needed to log <laughs> in or i don't even know if i needed to but it seemed like a good idea early on at my job like yeah i'll just log into my apple account so i can <laughs> access like i need to get into like my google drive or something i was like i don't want to have to type this in every time so i just logged in it's crazy. this really weird thing where i have like my 
I can like lock into a lot of personal things and they can probably log into mine. It's it's just like a ticking time bomb. Like I, I hope we always remain friends because we have a lot of <laughs> information well, on each other. I think that's a lot of dirt they can easily pull up there. Too. I think you know right like... exactly. I think more than a ticking time bomb, it's more like mutually assured destruction. Right? You both have a nuclear yes. right. warhead, <laughs> and if one person decides to go off, then you just nuke them too, and you're going down with them. <laughs> Yeah. So does it almost act as because both of you have those sets of passwords, is it almost like it yeah, it's like a nuclear deterrent in that fact, in the fact that like they're not gonna do anything to you because you could equally reciprocate that whatever action they do to you, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, a weird, weird situation. situation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I I, and I've about. I've like kind of explained to them before. I've been like, hey, like something weird <laughs> on a privacy level is happening here. I don't know if they fully understood, <laughs> and I wasn't sure if I wanted to go try to explain it because it's weird. <laughs> and so I've just kind of given up, and I'm hoping that everything goes okay because I'm not planning yeah. to do anything. I I have no malicious intents, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> once I stop using this computer, I'll just log out, well, and hopefully it do, solves itself. You should. If you do have malicious intents, you should break them down live on this show. Yeah, no, <laughs> so thank your you. whole audience can hear about them. Thank you, Jay. Excellent <laughs> point. You should give the people what they Coming want. Coming at you, episode okay? twenty-eight. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. If you guys have any other thoughts on passwords, please share them with me. No, but... no, no, no. <laughs> Love it. That's all I've got. Uh, yeah, if you guys have any uh, cooler, funny, uh, quirky passwords, feel free to email them to notallbadshow <laughs> at gmail.com. We'd love to see them. We'll read them out on the show. Yeah, also, let us if know. You're planning on, uh, if you're planning on uh, creating any accounts for like Google Plus or um, any major streaming services coming up lately that you happen to want to share with us because they're funny or whatnot, <laughs> please share. Um, hopefully, Zach and, and Paul will then forward me that email. Um, <laughs> Google Plus specifically. Don't you mean Disney, Disney Plus, Plus. Jay? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, Jay really wants to get in your Google Plus social media account. He's just dying for it. Oh, that's what's called. It's like, yeah. I need some more friends and connections on my Google Plus account. Yes. <laughs> uh, Disney Plus, send me your password. <laughs> if you think it's funny. <laughs> Paul, really, uh, that's, Jay, that's Jay at notallbad.com. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, <laughs> Official guest. Yes. <laughs> Every guest gets their own <laughs> show license. Absolutely. <laughs> I, we, we, Alex, we're going to have to figure out who gets the Alex one. but There you go. Um, Paul, is that going to wrap your topic up? Because if so, I think yep. we can move on to hear what Jay has to say. Yep, that's all I got. Jay, it's on to you. It's interesting. We're all talking about um, some internet-related things here, and the fact that I'd like to broach a topic that I'm sure all of us have had separate but in, but equally interesting experiences. Please don't. Um, please refrain from saying "separate but equal" on the show ever again. Thank you. Okay, One of the hard guidelines for this was no politics, and I'm just bro- broaching that left and right with the class system originally. Well, left and, and right, we only stay in the middle. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I'm going to approach a, a, a topic that um, I'm sure everyone has their uh, their own opinions about, which is email etiquette at work, and mm. how people that you work with within your job um, can convey staggering levels of passive aggressiveness 
through some very very subtle punctuation and whatnot, like in within emails. Is any is everyone following where I'm going, or am I just ranting? No, nope. yes, I got you. Endless. Okay, yes. So it's like, for instance, people will come to me, and if I'm really happy, I'm like, man, I don't have a whole lot on my plate today. I'm gonna have a relaxing Friday. It's gonna be great. Uh, you know, I can't wait. And then, you know, separately they'll come out. People will email me, and they'll say. Hey, what's your bandwidth like today? <laughs> Which is just another way of saying is how much of your time can I take away from you right. and make your Friday more horrible? Um, I already hate that say, question. Isn't that horrible? Yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> that comes too, with actually. there's so much there's so much weight that comes behind it too. It's like how much bandwidth do you have? What a horrible word to use. You know? Yeah, <laughs> I hear that one a lot as well. Yeah. And or people will come back and say, "There's also so much that goes into the punctuation that you leave your emails in. It just frustrates me." And it's something that I've learned more and more as I've been in my first job. Um, it's like if someone ends an email with "Thank you!" exclamation point, that could be a good thing. "Thank you!" period, very different. It carries like a tone of, of like I'm not satisfied with your work or like things of that regard. And, and I wanted to then broach. If you guys have had any uh, frustrating email exchanges with your clients or people you worked with or with your bosses and you've, you would like to share them. For me, uh, people are typically very direct in how disappointed they are. It's not in the subtleties. It's, it's, mm. It is immediately prescient at how bad of a job I'm doing. Really? So um, I, I do agree with what you're saying. Though. Although I, I personally, I've always found like um, – the advice of professionals of not in, not concluding an email with a thank you. Uh, I've heard that a lot, mm. and I don't do it. I've heard that is a is a big no no, and for exactly the reason you're describing. Personally, I feel like that advice is worthless. Like I think that that's I, I think that people who are so concerned about concluding their email with a thank you um, are extremely paranoid. Now I do I do yes. agree with what you're saying, and that thank you exclamation point is drastically different from a thank you period. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, if you, a thank you period is very deliberate, a thank you comma or a thank you exclamation mm -hmm. point is, uh, I think casual enough to where, uh, you're looking too deep into it. You ought to know that you're doing a bad yeah. job before that's going to give yeah. it away. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's almost a, it's a weird thing. If we're looking at it from like a society point of view, and the fact that emails exist in order for us to better communicate and like you know consolidate how we're working on things within our jobs, professions, whatever. Yet there's so much pressure behind conveying things appropriately within the email right. that could be conveyed so much easier if you talked in person or over the phone. That if anything, emails have become more of a distraction for me in the fact that like I'll get a project. But like the way the email is worded, I have to like respond in a very like careful way or or don't want to upset anybody or anything like that, that I will then procrastinate on that project because the amount of effort and like anxiety that comes from responding properly to the email like stops me from working productively, which is the exact opposite of what the purpose of email messaging in the first place is. That's funny because, uh, Paul, I, I know you're fighting to get a word in, but by God, wait your turn. <laughs> Because I have something to say. Uh, Just shut up. <laughs> I I have the opposite issue where uh, I I love writing emails because I just I just like to write and stuff and am 
It's yeah. easy. It comes easy to me. It's uh, I always yeah. put off work when it's I have to talk to somebody in person or over the phone. If I have to send them an email, no problem. But if it's over the phone or in mm. person, then I put off work. So funny how we kind of come from opposite perspectives there. Paul, if you got something to it say, I'll let you go in. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, Paul, go on. <laughs> well, so... <clears throat> so the main thing I was going to say here is I... I, I'm not the first. I saw this somewhere online, so I'm, I can't take complete credit for this. But someone put the, into words well the fact that you feel like you have to alternate exclamation points and periods in your sentences. Yes. In yes. Emails, because there's this weird thing where as you look at an entire email, if it's all periods, you're like, wow, I sound like a cold bitch who doesn't yeah. care at all about anything that this person like I'm trying to be so cold to this person so you're like let me pepper in a few exclamation points um, yeah. but then if you put too many exclamation points it's like wow I sound like a giddy idiot like I'm just shouting <laughs> yeah. all of this at them with way too much excitement this is such so you, an unprofessional level of communication so, I'm establishing yeah and so <laughs> there's this really weird art to like let me put in just enough exclamation points <laughs> so this person knows I'm being friendly and that I like them everything's good like, I'm not being passive-aggressive, but at the same time, like, let me also not put too many so they think I'm too excited. And then also, there's a certain other level that I experience, which is with clients, like, I actually sometimes, I'm not being passive-aggressive per se, but it's like, I, if they ask for a change on a project that is going to add work for us, I don't want to sound too enthusiastic so that then if we have to ask them, like, hey, this is actually going to cost you a little bit of extra money. Like, I don't want them to be like, mm. well, you sounded so happy to do it in that <laughs> email where you're like, hey, you're I found a way to, to fix this. More. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And so it's like there's a weird dynamic where sometimes you have to – it's not that I'm ever trying to be mean to someone. But sometimes it's like I can't sound like I'm – I shouldn't sound like I'm happy about this because this is hard for me right. and they should be aware that this is, like, extra work for me. Right. But right. – that so the, the part of what this comes to that I'm about to get at is <laughs> I actually think I'm pretty good at writing these emails. Like I actually enjoy writing emails and when it comes down to it, I think I am pretty good at communicating clearly what I want with the right tone over email. But the problem is as much as I enjoy doing that, even though I consider myself good, I will dedicate half a day to writing the perfect email. It's like, 100%. all right, I'm Same. I come into work. Oh man, I need to respond to this email. And then like four hours later, it's like, all right, hit send you. It's time for lunch. And that is such yeah. a waste of time and company resources that I spent that much time on a single email. It's ridiculous. And, and something and something to mount off of that too is like I absolutely get I absolutely get send anxiety. I will finish an email and I'll be like, I don't know if it sounds right. I'm gonna go get some water. Or like, I'm going to go to the bathroom and look at it again. And it's like, it will be sitting there ready to send and like, a, a queued up and everything. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to send it. Is there something I'm going to miss? You know? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> sometimes I will like, even, <laughs> I have like this desire to have my boss read an email sometimes and be like, hey, like, you know this client better than I do. Like, do you, does this make, do you think this is the best way to put this? But at the same time, it's like, does this guy think I'm just in, like an idiot who can't write an a idiot. quick response? Like, I, do I need people to just read over every sentence I write? Like, this yes. is ridiculous. Yes, so true. <clears throat> yeah. So that's just that's 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 just what I wanted to rant about uh, on yeah. email etiquette. It's it's a very interesting thing. I don't think a lot of people talk about. Yeah, so. it's a good rant. 
Um, yeah. Anything else you'd like to add, or um, <clears throat> are you prepared to move on to uh, happier topics? Happier topics. Uh, well, in that case, I guess before before we do that, um, I would like to say uh, on episodes that we don't have guests, we typically draw a topic. Paul and I will draw a topic out of a hat, and we'll do a random rant okay. uh, on that topic. Uh, if you are interested in submitting random rant ideas, we are in desperate need of them. We have zero now. We used the last one we had on our list for episode 26. So if you want to send a random rant idea to the show and we'll read it out loud and talk about it, you can email it to notallbadshow at gmail.com with the subject line random rant idea. And considering that we have zero right now, uh, very likely that it will be on the show very soon. But I just wanted to get that plug out there because uh, that's what we would normally do now. But because we have a guest and we have to fit in an extra rant, we eliminate that from the show. And so we'll just move straight into the positive topics, which I believe, Paul, you're going to start us off. I would love to start us off. This is a pretty simple one. We don't have to go on forever about this, but um, I there there's something really satisfying that I've discovered that when you know the town you're driving in well enough that you see that there's traffic up ahead or you're in traffic and all those simpletons are like, I guess I just have to sit in this traffic, but you know the shortcut that if you drive just through this neighborhood and get to this light, then you'll bypass all of that. Or if you go all the way around this way, you'll avoid all the traffic that way. And I've just found that there's, there's certain satisfying points in life where traffic sucks and being stuck in traffic is one of the worst things ever. Maybe uh, that's okay. That's a bit of an exaggeration that there's a lot <laughs> worse things that could happen. I think that's you, right on par. I totally. Agree. I mean, that's not, I, I that's imagine not, that's not hyperbolic at all. Some of you may be in traffic as you're listening to me discuss this, and you should write us in at <laughs> notallbadshow at gmail dot com and tell us how awful this traffic is. Please send the email while you're sitting in traffic. Um, Plus a random rant alongside. Yes, it. yes, thank please. You, Jay. Two for a two for one. Th- wow, Jay, you. you yeah. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. But that being said, when you know your town well enough, or you know. You're like, you know what? I bet if I cut through this road, I could get to this place way faster and it works. One of the most satisfying things feels incredible. You just that extra three minutes you just bought yourself feels like you just bought t- like days on your life. Like it feels incredible. <laughs> have you guys That's ever really experienced great. that before? No, I totally have. No, I, I compl- I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. I, I am. Uh personally i'm not a very good about being an adventurous driver so i'm actually pretty good with directions um and i i can usually find my way around but if i find myself in a situation like that unless it's really bad i tend to just go with it because i'm i'm too scared to try and like find a new route and all the back roads there's not really a town except for my hometown that i know so well that i can just effortlessly maneuver through the back streets because i i never i always end up taking the same route everywhere you know i'll 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 Mm. take the same main road to every destination whether or not it's the fastest by a few minutes or or not or whatever so i i I tend to not know the back streets very much which is something that i probably should especially considering that overall my my sense of direction is pretty good Mm -hmm. i i almost feel like there's a certain primal desire to know directions that I'm like, all right, so it's currently 4.51 p.m. If I consider the position of the sun and I go <laughs> three degrees north, 
I can bypass this population of people. Like, there's, I, I act like I'm doing some complicated thing when really I'm saying, I'm trying to go to the right, and if I go around this way, I can keep going to the right. Like, that's really what I'm basically yeah. saying, but I act like I'm doing complex calculations in my brain. And it's it satisfies some innate desire that I feel like, <laughs> since most of the time I'm relying on a map, that desire is not fulfilled. And so when I do, like... right let my brain exercise what it could do with directions. It It's pure euphoria. I will say it, it doesn't... Isn't it also... Yeah, go sorry, ahead, Jay. It's you, it's you. No, 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 you're good. Um, um, I was going to say, it, it, it's, it's an interesting thing that we live in now, speaking of Paul saying that we need to live in maps, in the fact that um, even within my own hometown, if I'm going somewhere that I don't already know, I'll just plug it into Google Maps, receive the information... But for me, I won't retain, like, the exact directions that I received from Google Maps because I got it fed directly into me and whatnot. And I just imagine that that sense of, like, pride that Paul was talking about is probably much more prevalent, like, a few years back, even decades back. Like, when you had to remember where things were and remember how to get there because, like, if I don't remember how to get somewhere... Or, like, I don't remember a different route, or I need to get out of traffic. Like, you can just look it up now, you know? Yeah, right. You gotta exactly. really work for, you gotta, you gotta work for that feeling. You gotta, you gotta seek it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that being said, Paul, even mm-hmm. though it's not something that I seek out a lot, um, when it does happen, it, you, you are spot on that it just, just feels so good. You feel like a genius. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, totally unless you guys have anything else to add, that's really all I had to say is that it's nice when you come up with an alternate route and you feel like it made your drive short. It's a pretty nice feeling. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we can move on to, to what I had to say. Um, I'm, I'm here with you guys tonight because uh, – or, or in being here with you guys tonight, I'm neglecting our uh, office trivia night uh, after work. So – I wanted to talk a little bit today about uh, how much I love trivia. Uh, I don't really have too Hmm. much to say about it, but um, Hmm. the bottom line is I'm just generally not very good at most things. Um, And it's unfortunate, (laughs) but it's true. And I'm, and I've come to accept that over uh, the past uh, many years. It's probably been something that I've been well aware of for quite some time, but um, a getting deeply personal. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. I love it. An example of this, it, the way it probably most commonly manifests itself is that I look dumb at work, like a lot, and I, and I just generally never <laughs> really know what's going on with anything outside of work either, ever. But in trivia, uh, in trivia, I'm a god. I, I, I'm an elite. I know what I'm doing in trivia because there's so much that I know that is a vast percentage of the stuff I know, in fact, is garbage. It's worthless information. It's completely valueless. Yes. It's worth nothing. Um, but I used to watch a lot of who wants to be a millionaire in jeopardy. And I, and I really enjoy that kind of bullshit. So I still seek it out now. And that's about the only thing that I'm good at is trivia. And it reminds me of a time where I was at work and, um, we were planning the last trivia night after work. And I invited someone to go, uh, that someone happened to be, uh, a boss of mine and, they said, well, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't be very helpful. And I said, that's okay. Um, you don't really have to be good at it. We just want to hang out. 
I, on the other hand, happen to know pretty much nothing valuable, and so I'm actually good at trivia. And he was like, yeah, no, I can see that. So, so that's a pretty good summary of, of how even my own, one of my bosses has no faith in my intelligence in anything meaningful. So, um, such a, such a uh, confidence-inspiring thing to hear from your boss. Too. Right, absolutely. And he ended up not even going, so what's the point? But um, all in all, it's, I, I, just, I like going. I like uh, trivia. I like fun facts. Um, I just think they're they're entertaining, and it's it's really my only claim to fame. It's like it's the one time ever in front of my coworkers that I can look competent at anything, and I mean anything. If we <laughs> if we go to the bowling alley after work, I'm still gonna look like an idiot because I suck at bowling. Yeah. If we go play mm-hmm. pool, I lose at pool every time. But mm. you know what, trivia. I'm always the person at trivia when the questions ask that no one knows the answer to. They all look at me. And goddamn, does that feel good? And that's my one thing, and I hold on to it so tightly. And I just wanted to say, Do you have trivia. A I love genre it. of trivia. No, I. In fact, I prefer no genre. I don't like genre. I like. I like uh, okay. anything, the widest General. range possible. Okay. <laughs> mm. Casting the widest net. You yeah. Can. Which is also okay. like the douchiest brag ever. Is that I'm good at trivia, <laughs> but it, since it's my one thing, then just let me have it, okay? Own it, man, all the way. <laughs> I I will say. So you mentioned your boss saying that he shouldn't join y'all for trivia because he's bad at it. That's almost I've I've played trivia enough times that like I've had people turn me down for that reason, and that is a frustrating reason to me because it's this isn't a test. There's no like subject you should have studied for that you are bad at, at trivia because you didn't study for this like topic. The whole point of it is there's a fun game of like can I remember these things that I've probably learned or heard about a long time ago? And anyone Mm -hmm. can have a fun time trying to remember things at trivia. It's just fun to like pick your brain. Like, Oh, like who, like who was the biggest artist in 2003? Let me try really hard to think about where was I in 2003? What kind of music was playing? Like there's right. There's a fun aspect to it in trying to search your memories for things that it's not. Yes. Some people are better at co- figuring out the right running answer those numbers doing yeah the running those numbers but everyone can enjoy it and i stand by the fact that everyone has something to offer in trivia. i was gonna say yeah it may not it may not be every night but there is a topic with a question that you are going to know the answer to and no one else is gonna know the answer and that is a very satisfying feeling yeah i was gonna say we, agree with that. we've got people that's like oh you're the music person right you're the movies person. Like yeah. me, for example, I'm horrible at, at movies and I'm not very good at music. But like I'm good at all I'm basically good at all the bullshit. Like the really boring stuff is me. But people okay. like we everyone has their own c- category, right? And so that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um I, I think when people say though that they don't want to go because they're bad, it's just them like they might as well just say, Oh, I don't I don't want to go. Cop out answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the other fun thing about trivia too that I've really enjoyed about trivia is that well-made trivia questions, even if you don't know the answer, there will be like little clues within the way they ask the question exactly. that lead you to figure it out. So it'll be like, what, like what movie that, um, <clears throat> whose title has the same color as what's in the sky is from this year by this director. It's like, all right, so the sky's blue, so I know the word blue is in the title. What are some movies? Yeah, it's, with all, the word it's blue almost like it? a puzzle. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if yeah. you don't know the answer, then it's 
almost a riddle where you're, you can still figure it out if you think hard about it. Right, right, right. right and that's right. fun. I, I enjoy trivia I as well. That. I think mm-hmm. almost almost as much fun as trivia itself is is if you go with a group and you're split into two separate groups, then coming up with creative oh, names. Oh, for sure. I think that's that's almost that's almost equivalent to the amount of fun that you get from actually doing trivia. That is an excellent point. Uh, Paul and I have gone to many trivia nights that are that have led to some great names. In fact, Paul and I have yeah. as well. Oh, yeah, really? We have. I forgot about that. Can we share them on this show? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember our names, but you I, can share I w- yours. I, yeah, I will say really quick. There was one time, Jay. I think you were on my team. If you weren't, you were on the team next to me. I was on uh, the team next to you. Where. Uh, we were at some night in the halftime of the trivia, like there was like a break in the middle, like the, there was a sponsorship uh, where they're asking for donations to go uh, towards children's cancer. Uh, and, you know, this can't end. No, well. I know. I'm so, so they, excited. For they had a kid come up um, oh, and had him talk about how the money helps and solicit um donations to save his life and people like his very touching very serious and from that talk he's still up there they've just taken the mic from him. they're like all right let's read off the standings and, <laughs> and they start with last place uh lo and behold my team is in last place uh and they immediately say uh i, I i'm trying to <laughs> Compose yourself. I'm sorry. They say in la- coming in last place is the silly semen, which <laughs> semen spelled S E A M E N because we were trying to be dumb, Naturally. I guess. But the kid is still up there, still asking us to donate to save his life. Oh, and no. by coming in last place, the me- next words out of the announcer's mouth were coming in last place is the silly semen. And. <laughs> I gotta say that was a moment <laughs> where I had to think inwardly, like you know, maybe sometimes making inappropriate names uh, is not the best. And I couldn't have predicted that there would be a child up there asking us to <laughs> save his life, but that's what happened. It's a good story. Asking though. the silly seaman to save his life. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal. Very good point on the names. I didn't even think about that, but that is that is a key feature of any good trivia experience. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, finally, it's just an excuse to drink, which uh, is is fun. Oh yeah. yeah. After work on a weeknight, definitely. Very hard to yeah. come by after graduation, so I always seize on those. I know. Mm. Gosh, absolutely true. <laughs> um, that is that's gonna wrap up my trivia topic. Uh, Jay, uh, what is your positive rant for this week? So my positive rant I actually came upon earlier today. So I was sick from work today. And uh, after I got my work done, I actually kind of clocked out, and I was like, "I'm gonna finish out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and find something to watch, fall asleep, take a nap, doing whatnot." And I came onto a problem that many people, I'm sure, have had, especially our age group, and that I was scrolling through Netflix. I have so much that I want to watch, but I'm almost, I almost reach a sort of paralysis because there's so much good stuff, like good stuff I want to watch, yeah. but I can't quite pick what I want. And I was initially frustrated because I was like, I just want to find something I don't want to watch, but like, I don't want to commit to something and then I'll think about, oh, but I really want to watch this. And I was just thinking on a positive note, how wonderful of a problem that is to have. Because <laughs> especially as a young kid, I remember like 
having to flip through the channels and if there was nothing on, you just had to find something else to do Mm -hmm. or whatnot. And now we live in a time where there's so much unique and like well-made content that I struggle to determine which of these great shows I want to watch at any one point in time. And I just think that's a really great problem to have. I'm sure y'all have had similar issues in that regard. Yeah. It's something we take for granted for sure. Yeah, Yeah. I I, I will say so – there, there's a certain frustration with how many streaming services there are and Definitely. how the co- if you get all of them, the cost approaches what cable used to be or still is. However, mm-hmm. that being said, I still think it's really easy to forget that we still have the complete luxury of we can choose any of the shows we want to watch at any given moment. If it's 4.06, we're not hopping in six minutes late of the show that started at 4. And then also, like, there's no commercials. So instead of, it used to be that in a 30-minute block of time, eight minutes were spent watching commercials. That's like a a third of the time, nearly a third of the time that you would spend watching any given show was spent by commercials, which is, like, by definition, like, a waste of your time. Absurd. But now it's like, your time is so efficient. It's like, I want to watch an episode of the office. This is 23 minutes. I can choose the exact episode I want to watch. I can start from the beginning because I don't, it doesn't matter what time it is. I can watch it exactly when I want to start it. And there's something so beautiful about that, that I think I personally have like taken for granted that like the era of TV and movies that we're in now, like no one has ever had so many options so perfectly at their quality content too you know yeah yeah if in many ways when you think when you think about cable and the fact that you have so much commercials and there's some stats somewhere on the internet that we do not easily have at our hands of like how much of our lives we've probably spent watching commercials up and up to the point that now we have so many streaming services that we probably don't watch it as much but like up up to that point it's almost that you're you're paying to have your time wasted (laughs) <laughs> things that you don't want to watch you know yeah mm-hmm. it's an interesting way of looking at it mm-hmm. overall though yeah i mean uh you're right it's something we should consider a little bit more because it's it is if it is a blessing for sure yeah uh, and something we yeah. take for granted i think that's a great rant yeah yeah <laughs> uh anything else that's to all add? i had to say no well, uh, something I think to I'm think gonna, about, kids. Yeah. Enjoy what you have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a little a little parting advice from Jay. Yeah, uh, th- that is going to conclude episode twenty-seven uh, of Not All Bad. Um, before we go, I'd just like to remind everyone of, again: SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. We're on Twitter at Not All Bad Show, and we really, really, really want to hear from you and hear your random rant ideas at Not All Bad Show at gmail.com, as well as your internet. Now passwords. to butt in. To butt in super quick, yeah. we do want to hear from you, but we don't want to hear you impersonating your friends, kids. Yes. Because if we're going <laughs> back on and we're talking about that, you know what that makes you if you impersonate your friends? That I, makes I you no a idea. coward. <laughs> and you know who you are, whoever's listening to this. You know exactly what you did. So I just oh, want boy. that to be reminded as like a slight, um, you know, best practice for this so that's my last little tidbit I, uh, Continue, I that's fair you, you've been doing a lot of, of shilling for not all bad during your guest appearance on the show and I really appreciate yes. that 
But that above all is probably the best example <laughs> because you're basically guaranteeing yes. that we get a, a second guest appearance from this immediate friend group <laughs> to defend themselves, yes. which I hope does come to be true. Yeah, I don't know what defense they would have. They know exactly what they did. And <laughs> um. Yeah, you can you can uh, you can leave your random rant ideas uh, from you yourself. No cock gobbler emails uh, <laughs> uh, by by emailing notallbadshow at gmail dot com with the subject line random rant ideas. And uh, if you want to be yeah. a guest on the show like Jay has done today, you can email us again at notallbadshow at gmail dot com on a first come first serve basis, just like potluck uh, sign up sheets are. Um, don't be lazy. Yeah, don't be lazy. We got one more uh, guest uh, set to appear after Jay. Uh, and then after that, well, the list is empty. So uh, feel free to fill it up. Um, let's see. Uh, if you liked what you heard today, uh, it'd mean a lot to us if you told a friend. Beyond that, I, mm. I don't have anything else to contribute. Does anyone else have any, any parting words? I think I'm okay. Okay. I think I'm all good. Awesome. Well, Jay, once again, thank you so much for joining us today. Of course. A great episode. I think we had a lot of fun. A lot of great topics today, actually. Episode 27 was a real banger. So I appreciate you bringing the heat today. Of course. I'm always here. Always (laughs) watching. Uh, Yeah, I'm always watching. With that, uh, I'm Zach Andrews. And this is Paul Messman. And I'm Jay. (laughs) And this has been episode. (laughs) The real one. The real Jay. And this has been episode 27 of Not All Bad. Dance like nobody's watching. Rant like nobody's listening. 